Alright, we bless the name Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord for his mercies and the graces he has bestowed upon us to see that we are able to speak on his behalf to see that we declare this God, make him known to nations, make him known to believers, the only wise God. We have been in our serious teaching series about the experiencing of this God and his eternal New Testament plan. God has a plan and this is why we have this teaching series to show you his plan in the New Testament. His desire, what he had from eternity past. We have seen a lot of things and this is our episode 24 and we are still going on and on and on until we finish this wonderful teaching series. I know that if you have been following you are blessed. Once again I am Pastor Dennis Matovu from Freedom Experience Ministry. Kampala, Uganda. We have been seeing God and his person. In this message, we want to conclude all the aspects of God. We we had stopped at 24 of them, but we are going to continue with the last five of, uh, of the aspects of this God. The more we know the aspects of God, the more we experience this God, the more we enjoy this God. Now we come to aspect 25. Why are we digging out these aspects of God's person? Because they have been revealed in the New Testament. In plain words, we can read the scriptures and we see what he calls himself and what his servants called him. So aspect 25 is that uh, is that the one who is, who was, and who is coming. You see that twice in the book of Revelation, we are told that God is the one who is, who was, and who is coming. And this is meaning of the name Jehovah. Jehovah is a Hebrew word. It means I am that I am. In other words, his being is the I am. It signifies that he is the one who exists from eternity to eternity. And this title is composed basically of that verb to be. He's the God that is to be. He's going to be there. Apart from God, Jehovah, all else is nothing. Without this God, we have nothing. Nothing is existing. Is the only one who is. Who is the only one who was and is the only one who is going to be. Now he has the reality of being. He is the to be God. Now to be should not be applied absolutely to anyone or anything except this only God is the only self-existing God and the self-existing being on in the universe. So when we see in the universe all things are nothing without this God. Only God is the one who is, who was, and who is coming. Without God, all other things are meaningless. So, in the in the past, God has was there in the past he he knew everything in the past from the past he was and in today in the present he is even today in your situation he is in the future he will be that means that even in your tomorrow he will be God in the past it was God you may wonder how did I pass through that situation he was you are worrying of today how am I going to overcome but he is he is still existing. He is there to be God. Maybe you are worried of your future. Remember, he, he is going to be. 
he will be. And that's why Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that he who comes forward to God must believe that he is. You must believe that he is to be. He is, he was, and he will be. According to this verse, we see that God is. He is in your present days, even in your present time, even right now. We must believe that this God is. God is as simple as that. God is the one that is is we are not God is we are not we are, we are all of us everything everything you can mention is not it is only God that is that is praise the name of Jesus so as the one who is who was and who is coming God is a self existing one and the ever existing one the one whose being depends on nothing apart from himself see the one who exists eternally having neither beginning nor ending now before such a god anything else before anything else came into existence this god was there and after so many things have passed out of existence this god will still be and this god was this god is this god will be so this makes him the self existing one the ever existing one god is the reality of every positive thing we normally teach this in our church in our ministry telling people we should rise up to enjoy this god because it's the reality of every positive things you can mention anything God is the reality of that thing he is the air reality of the air the reality of the bread the water the, the light you see you can mention all positive things he is your land he is your is the tree that is the vine he is he can be anything that is positive so as this self existing one i've told you he is reality of every positive things and that's why in the gospel of john john reveals that he is all we need i'll give you some examples this god is all we need he is life he says and in him was life he is light he says in him was light he is food in john 6 he provided bread he is drink in john 4 and even john 7 He has the living water. He is the pasture. John 10 he is the way. John 14. He is the truth is you see he is everything. And therefore, this title of God indicates not only that he exists eternally, but also that he is in a positive sense he is everything for us. Do you need life? God is life. Do you want light? God is light. Do you desire holiness? God is holiness. What is it that you desire? Are you thirsty? God is your drink. Oh, you are lost in the way God is the way. So like you can go on and go on it is everything. He exists from eternity to eternity and he is everything. This is our God. This is the God whom we enjoy this is the god whom we experience so it is necessary 
Oh, but we know God as the one who is, was, who is coming. Was in your yesterday, is in your today, is in your tomorrow. You shouldn't worry. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in such a God. Believe in his son, Jesus Christ. Heaven and, and, and earth may pass away, but this God is. Maybe you are discouraged of your weakness, wondering, how am I going to overcome my infirmities, my weakness? Oh, one day your weaknesses will cease. Your weaknesses will cease. They will cease to exist, but God will still be. That which you are worried of, that which you are fear, fearing, one day it will cease to be. But God will be. He will still be. Today, I want you to take such a God as your enjoyment. Every other thing, poverty will cease, sickness will cease, every negative can cease, but God will still be. So do not believe in anything other than God. There are several things that want you to believe in them. Let us believe in such a God who is, who was, and who is going to be. He is our God. Praise the name Jesus. Don't believe either in your weakness. Don't believe in your fears. Don't believe even in the, in your enemies. Don't believe in your strength. Because for both your weakness and your strength will pass away. However, as everything's passing away, you'll be gone. God will continue to be. Out of people have lived and died, God is there. Mighty ones, um, Wicked people have existed, but they have gone. God is still there. Let us cling to such a God. Let us make this God our God. He is. Praise the name of Jesus. Let him be. Let him be in your business. Let him be in your marriage. Let him be in your in your children. Let me let him be in every aspect of your life because he will always be. Hallelujah. So God is going to continue. He's going to continue to be one who is who he is. He's going to continue to be who never change. And we must believe in him. If you are there outside there, you have not believed in this God. This is the God you must believe in. All other false gods are not existing. He is the ever existing one. And if you know God as the one who is who was, who will be, then we shall be greatly encouraged, especially during those difficult times. Those times when you are low, you remember that after all these things, God is and God will be. Glory to God. It is so wonderful, so amazing. I want us to see him as the Alpha and the Omega. This is our uh, 26th aspect of this God being the Alpha and the Omega. So, Revelation 1 8 and even Revelation 21 verse 6, they mention this God as the Alpha and the Omega, the eternal and almighty God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning of the beginning for the origination and the Omega, meaning the ending of or the completion of his eternal purpose. It begins, everything originates from him as the Alpha. Then is also the Omega, the ending of the completion of his purpose. 
And we go back in the book of Genesis. He was the Alpha. He is the Genesis of your life. He is the Genesis of your business. When you come to the book of Revelation, He is the Omega. He is your revelation. Last book in the Bible. In other words, whatever He has originated, whatever He has originated, He will complete. Whatever He has started, He will complete. Remember, Paul says that he who began a good work in you shall be the omega of that work. He who is the alpha in this ministry shall be the omega of this ministry. He who began salvation in you, that was a good work. He will complete it. So, governmentally, he continues his universal operation, which he originated from eternity and will bring it to completion. God is going to see that he completes whatsoever thing he has started. As this God started a work in you, he will accomplish it. Has he called you for ministry and you are stuck? He will accomplish it. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. See in the Greek alphabet, Alpha is the first letter and Omega is the last letter. So the fact that God is the Alpha and the Omega indicates that He is the entire alphabet. You see, we have this alphabetical order whereby you are in, in English you have A to Z. But God is the entire alphabet. He is in your A, He is in your B, He is in your C, He is in your you see, He is in every alphabet. You see, all the problems that we encounter, they have got letters and God is in every letter. So that means we cannot be drowned in our challenges. If we look to such a reality, we will take him to be our alphabet. He is my A, he is also my Z. I'm just there in the middle. I'm just there. I I cannot worry. I cannot fear because he is in my M. He is in my N. Now, what is it that is troubling you that thing has got a letter so jesus says i am the alpha and the omega he is the entire alphabet you see you need alphabets to 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 compose the story of of anything even god needed the alphabet to compose the entire universe any word that you are speaking those are word letters of the alphabets but God is the A is the Z. He cannot fail to be any other middle letters. And if he's my A and is my Z, I'm there in the middle. I shouldn't worry of my beginning and my ending because he is the Alpha and the Omega. Can you enjoy such a truth? Praise the name Jesus. So he is also the letters used in writing the history of our personal lives. Maybe in your personal life you have gone through things you call bad, wicked. Oh, you have lived a life that is so scary. But remember, he is the letters that are writing our history. He has wrote my history. He's writing your history. He's writing my present. He's going to write my future because he's, the, oh, he's all the alphabets. Glory to God for that. So, this makes God meaningful. This is our God. He is the alpha. He is the Omega. Now, you put your problems just in between this God, 
all your problems are between this God. Glory to God for this wonderful aspect. He is the Alpha and the Omega of your problem. Praise the name Jesus. Alright. We shall continue to uh, aspect 27. Him being the judge of all. A judge of all. He judges. When you come to the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 23 you see that this God is the only judge. The judge of all. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22 to 24 we are going to read there. We shall see a list of things. The Bible says in verse 22 To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things and that of Abel. That is Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22 to 24. And we see a list of the eight positive items which the New Testament believers have come. We have come to such a God. And we have this fifth of the eight items which is he is God the judge of all. Remember Paul was telling the Hebrews that we have come somewhere in verses when you read verses verses 22 he says and but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to the innumerable company of angels to the general assembly the church of the firstborn who are written in the heaven to God to the judge of all you see he's mentioning the list of things where we have come to Praise the name of Jesus. We have come to such a God who is judge of all. God is the creator, the Lord, the owner of all things. So he is just in all things and with all things. Hallelujah. So as such a God, he must keep all things right in his eyes. He must justify. He must justify the right and then condemn the wrong. He is the judge. He will judge the living and the dead. He will judge his saints. He will judge the world. He will judge. So, he is the judge of all. And in the list of the eight positive items, the item next to God, the judge of all, is that he will judge all the spirits of just men who had been made perfect. Now, these just men were the, those uh believers in the Old Testament uh, they are the saints in the Old Testament they had been made perfect and that is we are rectified by God he judged them righteous we will say how, how is it that they become righteous when they did not believe in Jesus Christ he judged them righteous rectified them you see he is the judge of all who rectifies the wrongdoings of his chosen people can you imagine to make them perfect says you are perfect you are my saints and you look at yourself you have some faults you have some wrongdoings yet is is judging you right he, he judges because everything belongs to him he can decide to say to you you are perfect even when you feel you are not he is a good judge hallelujah so he rectifies our wrongdoings because he loves us we are his chosen people he makes us perfect 
He says, your sins are forgiven. Simply because you believed in Jesus Christ. So Hebrews is a book dealing with the Hebrew believers. These believers were wrong. Both in their concept concerning God's plan, God's New Testament, and even in their actions, in their acts, they drift back, they withdrawn, they backslid to the old Judaism. They went back to their law, to their religion. And for this, God has said he will judge them. If you read Hebrews chapter 10 from verses 26 to 31, we read these verses in the previous episodes. He's going to rectify their errors that eventually they might be made perfect by God as the judge of all. Do you know that there are some scriptures that say that Israel will be saved? Today they don't believe. Not everyone is believing. At one time they will believe. God is going to rectify them. I pray that he rectifies all our wrongs, even our ways, and we live a perfect life for his glory. Hallelujah. So, they were told in chapter 12 of Hebrews, this uh, Israel, that the very God to whom they had come is the judge of all. It's going to judge them. It's going to rectify their wrongs and even make them to live a right way. Praise Jesus Christ. So, this would have been a warning to them to rectify themselves from their errors. Sometimes God comes to judge us and our errors are rectified. We, have, we come to the reality. We come to the truth. So, we need such a God to be judged because he has decided to judge all things and this is uh, the God that has got justice. Praise the name Jesus. So, we can also fit into this God and in his justice because he is a just God ready to judge. Hallelujah. So, we can enjoy him even in such a way, in such a Respect, glory to God. Let us continue to see him as the Lord. Respect 28, he is the Lord. A number of verses in the New Testament indicate that God is the Lord. For example, Matthew 1 20 and verses 22, Acts chapter 3, verses 19 to 20, Revelation chapter 1, verses 8. We see him as the Lord, God the Almighty. He is one. And he is the Lord. His being the Lord means that he is the owner of the universe. We may say that he is the landlord of the whole universe. He is the landlord. He is the ruler. He is the authority. This is the God where we have come to. This is the God that is dispensing himself into us. So what we all others say means nothing. But what God says means everything because he is the Lord, the landlord. What your boss is saying means nothing. What God says means everything. So when he says yes, it means yes. When he says no, it means no. When he says yes, nobody can say no. When he opens that door, nobody can close it. God is the Lord, the owner, the authority. Praise the name Jesus. Now, I trust the Lord that in these remaining minutes, I can uh, give you the last aspect of, of, of this wonderful God. Him being the architect and the maker of the new Jerusalem. Glory to God for that. He is the designer. He is the maker of the new city, new Jerusalem. In Hebrews 11 verses 10, 
Abraham was looking at such a maker. It indicates that God is the architect and the maker of the new Jerusalem. And Abraham was referring to such a God. It says that he waited for the city which has the foundations whose architect and maker is God. So this is the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem. When you come to Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22, the Jerusalem above is called the Jerusalem above. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4 26, that is called the Jerusalem above. Hallelujah. It is called the holy city, the new Jerusalem in Revelation 21 verses 2 and even in Revelation chapter 3 verses 12. Now, this is the God that has this is what God has prepared for his people. When you, you see Hebrews eleven sixteen, he's talking about how God has prepared such a new Jerusalem to his people. And this is the tabernacle of God, the new Jerusalem, in which God will dwell with men for eternity. Revelation 21 verse 3. Some verses I'm reading for you because of time and I want to finish this portion today. But you can read these verses in your Bible in your time. Revelation 21 verse 3. Now, as the patriarchs waited for this city, Abraham was waiting for it. So, we also seek the same city. When you read, uh, let me read for you Hebrews 13, 14. It's not only the Abrahams that are waiting for such a city. We are waiting the same city. Hebrews 13, 14 says that for here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Even us, the believers, we are not going to stick on the cities. I don't know what city uh, is, is in your, uh, like, what is your best city in your nation, but I know that there is a better city that is to come, and we are seeking and waiting for that. So what is the word, Greek word for architect in Hebrews 11.10? Architect means uh, it is, uh, the Greek word is uh, coming from artificer which is each nights an artificer one who does a thing by rules of art see is is a technical one he does things by rule of art arts he is an architect praise the name of Jesus now the Greek word here translated maker is demoi it is uh, demoiagos it's a Greek word and this means that one who works for the people, God works for the people, is the maker. He makes for us things. So the general usage here, we can have a builder or a maker. That's why Hebrews 11.10, we have both the, the Tetanites and then we have also another Greek word for Demia Gos. Praise the name of Jesus. And these are used of God. Now, Etchinites speaks of God as the architect, the designer of the new Jerusalem. The, the, and this one, the Meagos, is the actual maker, the framer of the city. He frames the city, he makes the city. So, God is an architect. Architect of the new Jerusalem. He is even designing it us to enjoy. And when we consider the new Jerusalem, 
it is revealed in the entire New Testament. This is our destination. This is going to be the completion of God's eternal plan. So, it is only God that is capable of designing such a city, building it, making it, forming it according to his pleasure and purpose. So, that means that only God as the supreme architect, he is the supreme architect. He is able to design the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem has been designed by the eternal divine architect. And the building materials are you and me with God. We are the building materials. And is shaping us even when we are still here on earth. So that we may fit in every building that is building the new Jerusalem. So we want to such a God. We want to enjoy such a God who is awesome. A God who is all wise. He's a maker. Now, if he's able to design our future, a new Jerusalem, what about your life? What about your business? What about your marriage? What about your, your our ministry? He's the architect of our ministry. He's the architect of your business. He's the architect of the... He is the maker. He is your techniques. He is your Demiagos. Glory to God. I want to stop here and I trust God. All the 29 aspects of this God has been finished in this wonderful teaching series. This has been our episode 24. And I trust the spirit of grace that if you have been following us, your eyes are seeing this wonderful God in another dimension. And I pray that you may increase in such a knowledge. We have been seeing this God in full plain words in the New Testament. Next time when we come, we shall see this God in parables and in signs. Because in the New Testament, there are many parables and signs that reveal the kind of God that is dispensing into man. So once we know him this way, we will enjoy him the more. We will love him the more. Glory to God. God bless you. Pastor Dennis. Freedom Experience Ministry. Until next time.